Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk, the only podcast for anybody interested in knives, whether you're a collector, a maker, whatever you are. This is the only one. The only one. Bold. Hosted by myself, Craig Lockwood. And this show would be nothing without my esteemed colleagues. Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Mareko Momassi of Momassi Fire Arts. How are you guys? I'm good. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm expecting some there. fun this episode. We've had a few people try to call us already. Um, so for those who don't know, we've now got a live feature so people can call in live. Um, we should have some fun. Let's hope so anyway. Let's hope so. So this week, what's been going on? Mareko, what have you been up to? Ah, oh, this week. Uh, I almost killed one of my neighbors this week. That was really oh, cool. Oh, 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 we got a phone call. Oh, we got a phone call. Just a second. All right. Johnny, you're oh, live on the show. What good. have you got to say? Damn. I want to say hello to every knife maker that listens and to have a good day. <laughs> wow. I, have, I don't have many things to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Where are you listening to us from? I'm listening in from Greece. Greece? Oh, Greece. Nice. Awesome. Nice. What kind of uh, knives do you make, Johnny? I uh, I was making chef knives, but I had to stop due to COVID because money and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You're our first caller. Congratulations. 
Really? You are our first caller. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, we've got four other people waiting on the line. So, Johnny, we're going to have to dump you. See you later. Thanks, Johnny. Well, should we should we do a little talking before we get these people on, otherwise it's going to be just like, uh, shall we? Know, yeah, just ramming yeah. them in. Yeah, you know? um, Morocco. Sorry, well, I wouldn't, you're weak. You were about to kill your. You're, you're just about to say that you you almost killed your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, this I have a minor beef with my own driving this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We so I live at a dead end road, and the traffic down there usually. <laughs> Justin Lamour is trying to get online. Should we let him on? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Justin. Good. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. You are our second caller of the day already. What's up? Oh, awesome. What can we help you with? Hey, I wanted to promote in the oh, whoa, 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 Canada. Whoa, hey, we whoa, 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 whoa. We got the Oscar playoff <laughs> oh, music on, here. <laughs> no promotions on this show, I'm afraid, unless wait, he's paying second, us. No, we, we're not. No, except, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Whoa, before whoa. you take the call. We have to tell the listeners. I want to say to the listeners who call, if we give you the hook, take the hook with dignity and honor. We've got take it with dignity JD and Custom honor. lines on the uh, JD Custom knives on the phone. JD, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you guys doing? We're good. What's going on? We're good. We're being inundated with calls at the moment. How are things? Are you good? Yeah, I'm doing well over here. Oh, you already drinking? Oh yeah, it's evening here. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What's going on? What, what can we do? What can we do for you? I got a question about quench oils. Um, the importance of using the right quench oil and how how much that's going to actually affect the outcome. And I'll preface it by so I had some ADCRV that went south on me uh, this week, and I've been trying to figure out uh, what I did wrong. Um, and I was using Parks Fifty which is a fast quench oil. Um, and in doing some reading and stuff, it looks like I should have been using a slower uh, slower oil. So I'm just curious. I've read mixed things about the importance of it and if it actually makes a difference. Wanted to know your guys' thoughts. Mareko, over to you. ATCLV, um, quench I mean, oils. <laughs> I think Laren Thomas would say you definitely got to use the right oil or uh, in a bath for quenching your particular steels and so yeah like you said it's a slower quenching steel you should try to use uh either triple a quenching oil uh which is also made by parks you could probably even get away with canola oil if you're in a pinch but usually those slower oils as a quick tip you want to heat them up a bit first they operate at a higher temperature you got to get them up to about 120 degrees before they're kind of in their optimal operating range if it's too cold, a lot of people think colder is better, but it's not. So you got to get that oil kind of thinned out by heating it up some before you do your quenching. Okay. Yeah, I'd asked Laren, and uh, he actually was the one that said he didn't think it was going to actually make a difference. Uh, but I just don't know what else could have gone wrong uh, as far as, I mean, it's the same recipe that I've used. So sure. I just wasn't sure. Uh, I guess. Was... Oh, oh, here's the walk-off <laughs> music. I'm afraid your time is up. my only follow-up to that uh i would be concerned that he maybe didn't soak the material long enough to get it all to completely transform to austenite before then quenching you you definitely want a solid soak of about 10 to 15 minutes 
Right, we've got, we've got, to make a huge we've got another call here from Justin <laughs> Lambert. Yeah, He's already been yeah, on one, let's, so let's decline him. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry, Maraca, we, you were interrupted. Your neighbours, you, you, you were about to You almost killed your neighbours. You almost killed your neighbours. We're never going to get through this. Just yeah, we'll just, I'll just leave it at that. No, I'll just leave it. I was backing up. I didn't see the guy running anywhere. And I back up. I start to go forward, and I hear somebody yelling, Hey, you almost hit me! Oh, no. And I see my neighbor pop out from behind the back of my truck, and I'm like, oh, well, geez. shit, that fucking sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, you're fucking running down this dead-end street where there's no traffic. You see one car moving, and you run right behind the fucking guy? Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, God. No, People. Was, if this was my situation, I would, say, I would say to my wife, <laughs> we, have, we have to move now. I can't live in this neighborhood anymore. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'd be like, oh, no, I'll, I'll smooth it out with him. But oh. it was weird. Oh, oh, just a second. Who we got here? Yeah, let's take another one. Oh shit! I made it through. Oh shit! Is that Craig Lawson? <laughs> it certainly is. Who are we speaking to? Uh, it's uh, Lyndon Novak, sir. Mate, mate, you got a, you got a mask on. <laughs> this is online. You don't need a mask well, online. I- <laughs> I'm at work, man. I'm supposed to be wearing it at work here. Ah, you're at there work. We go. You're at work. You're skiving. Yeah. Okay. What's up? Yeah, I'm working in. What's up? Research and development for the new player. Is that a bus behind you? <laughs> this that is a fucking a, that is podcast, a guys. What the hell's yeah. going on? What can we do for you? What can we do for you? Oh, yeah, no, I was just wanting to reach out to you guys because I love your show uh, so much. You know, I've learned so much from you guys and I follow along all the time. I think I've been listening since day one. Somewhere around episode five, I think, actually, is where I picked up. But, uh, you know, you guys are doing something awesome for the community and we love it. Us here in Manitoba, that's where I met is in Manitoba. Manitoba. uh, We're all about about you guys and we... uh, we're working towards something right now called Tan Iron, and uh, we want we want you guys on board. I, I don't know if you have any info. Yeah. This, 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 this is a walk-off music, I'm afraid. We've got walk-off music for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's trying to promote their shit. <laughs> listen, 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 guys. I'm telling you this. This is Monday morning. You've got to take the hook with grace and dignity. Take the hook with grace and dignity. We're with you, but... Oh, jeez, we got just... Uh, let me decline right. this guy. He keeps ringing. The same guy keeps we, ringing. We're, we're nine minutes in, and it is a fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is a fiasco. <laughs> Jeff, Craig's your week. The What's going on with your week, Jeff? I Well, I, I got to be quick because I, I know I'm going to be dodging arrows, the, the phone-calling arrows. I had a great week. We had I had Tony came up and I finished this plating fork that was so great I wanted to post it and Tony got so mad at me because every time I post it it's always it leads to a little bit of trouble. So he actually took it and he put it in his backpack and left with it. So I don't get it for another week. That was really good. But the better part is I got a phone call on Tuesday from uh, I put the word out. My wife and I put the word out and I got a phone call from a friend of ours in a pharmacy who said we had a last-minute cancel, not a cancellation. We were going to give someone the COVID shot, but they didn't have New York State ID. So they, we, we had to decline them to take the shot. And would you like their spot? But you got to be here in 45 minutes. So I shut the shop down. I ran down. I got the white glove service, and I got the first COVID vaccine. Wow. I got the first shot. There you go. 
but I mean, ahead of, ahead of schedule, but this is the thing that I was going to try to tell our listeners, you know, there are, you know, you can fill out the forms and stuff and a lot of people will be ineligible based on their age or whatever. I was constantly filling out to try to get online. I was out of, I was completely out of, you know, I wasn't eligible and, but they have to throw some of these guys, they have to throw them out. So if you know people or you know people who are in the medical industry and just just be friendly and put your name in and say, look, if you something falls through, give me a call. The other thing is, is they're starting to give vaccines to educators. And I know a few friends of mine who've been teachers, blacksmith instructors, and they've been able to get their COVID vaccine because they have established themselves as educators. So if you want to go out the, all right, there it is. <laughs> Here we are. I had to try to like squeeze that whole story in. Let him on. You let him on? Who's on the line? <laughs> Who's there? Otherwise known as American Wastelander. American Wastelander. How are you? It's a good dude right there. I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Doing we, good. We've had a few calls. I've had a few beers, and things are getting quite complicated at the moment. So <laughs> what's, up? What's, what's the reason for calling? Uh... Because you guys ask people to call in, <laughs> and I'm in the shop. <laughs> oh, I get the feeling we should have asked people to call with questions. Ah, so, yeah. So you're in the shop. Well, I did. I did have. I did have one thing of unsolicited advice for bladesmiths nice. specifically. Yes. Go for it. Yeah. So um, the you you guys get this question way too often. When should I start going full time? Mm. Um, if you're a bladesmith, wait there. Wait, 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 you're live. You okay. need, we need to build this up. So you've got the good answer. You ready? Oh, okay. Ready for the answer? Yeah, I got a really good answer. All right. Wait until you get a power hammer or a press. The amount of production you can do with a power hammer or a press is, is exponentially more than you can do hammering by hand. It, it just doesn't make. I wish I would have waited a little longer to get a power hammer or a press. Cause right now, like I can't produce as many knives as I need to. Uh, I mean, I'm still supporting my family and everything like that, but I could be doing better if I had a power hammer. Or a press. It's a multiplier for like, you. If you're doing. Yeah. 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 I, when I was at Jason Knight's place, he forged out. I mean, this is on camera, but, um, Dude, American Wastelander Justin's rules. Congratulations, Justin, in advance. Uh, I know that you you passed your uh, didn't he pass his uh, his ABS? Uh, he passed one of his things requirements with Jason Knight. So nice. Ju- J- that was actually a great piece of advice. Yeah, use that multiplier. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna give everyone the walk off, off walk. I think music. so. I think that, that needs to be our thing. I think. <laughs> you, as soon about... as they start promoting their shit, I think we need to. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled up a knife and he was, he was going to try and sell that knife, but I could tell. <laughs> well, how is how is your well? How is your week? Um, good. I've been in glue up city, so um, yeah, just gluing up liners and then liners to scales, then those scales to, to knives. It's been yeah, it's been nonstop. Um, just glue ups. There's just clamps everywhere at the moment. Greaseproof paper everywhere. My hands are full of the black stuff. You know that 
horrible oh. stuff when he yeah not good but um it's been good it's been yeah it's been a really good week we got lots and lots done in in relatively short time in the shop because i've been doing a lot back at the house as well getting the house so you know doing bits of work there as well so yeah it's been it's been a really good week so i'm happy i've achieved more than i thought i would given the time i'd have so yeah it's all good all good nice very good Hmm. Oh, one, one last thing I will say about the, the, the vaccine is I the one thing that I've noticed since Tuesday is... Oh, you're going to be this a... guy now, aren't you? He talks about the vaccine all the time. Like, like No, a... I'm going to tell you this one time. I'm going to tell you this one time, and you're going to say... I, you know, like, a the, like a crossfitter. Like a crossfitter. Or a vegan. No, They've got to tell everybody about <laughs> No, listen, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you something that you haven't heard before. Since I got the shot, I've been in such a better mood. And I've honestly felt like there's this... Are you giving me the fucking hook? I'm joking. You're going to give me the fucking hook? I'm about to... God damn! Now you got all the buttons, too. I was going to say that I've been in such a good mood, and my family's noticed it, and I feel like it's an unconscious manifestation of me feeling like this pandemic might be over for most of us and and for everybody at some point. But it was a very positive experience. That's it. That's good. No, yeah. No need to give me a hook. I just wanted to say <laughs> that my sore arm is making me feel like, you know, she actually, when she gave me the shot, like she pulled the, the, sh- the needle out and blood started going everywhere. Oh, like I had like geez. a trickle of blood down to my elbow. And she's like, well, that's not, doesn't happen normally. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> Don't say that again. Don't say that again. And I said to her, I said to her, well, did it all go in? And she goes, oh, yes, it all went in. I'm like, okay, then a little blood's okay. I was yeah. like, but, I mean, do me a favor and don't, when you're giving people sh- shots, don't tell them. That's not supposed That's to not normal. Right? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. It's sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treating ovens available. Find your next oven at evenheat-kiln.com. To the chopper! Get yourself an even heat. Um, and if you do want to get yourself one, there's only one place to go. Soul Ceramics, you're going to get $75 off that price and free shipping it in the US. And they've got the whole range there. So you can specify your own, whether you want the long one, the 120 version, whatever you need. Soul Ceramics, if you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, it'll take you to the website where you can pick your even heat and it'll automatically apply that discount at checkout for you. Couldn't be better. Shall we ask some, well, try to answer some questions from the hey filthy man, public? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> you, you're so angry towards our listeners. <laughs> it's like tonight, today, today is even the worst. I've got the fire hose of messages coming up in front of me at the moment. And yeah, there's a million people trying to get through. There's a million people who, once they've got through, thanking us. And this, it's just messages, not, it's crazy at the moment. It's crazy. Well, this ep- this part of Hey Man Can I Ask You Questions is the time where you, the listener, gets to ask us questions and we'll try to answer them. Maybe at some point we should have, we should, during this segment, we get, before we ask a question, we'll pull on one of the listeners to help us answer the question. Good. good nice. If somebody rings up in the middle of a question, we'll then put it to them too. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, Craig, how can we? I know you're, you got like, you must be like an octopus. You got your fingers on every button and your dick on the other one and you're trying to hit all the buttons. How do people get up, put their, put their questions in? Contact well, us via Instagram. DM at Knife Talk on Instagram. It's that easy. And that's wrong. It's Knife Talk Podcast. <laughs> we need to change that. It's Knife Talk Brian. Podcast on Instagram. Calling Brian House. Yes. Help us out. Brian, Brian let's give, give us some audio. Be good. So the first question comes from Ryan Breddenkamp. 
Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Good morning, guys. My question is for Craig. Uh, a while back, you mentioned you were using an anti-scale solution. Did you replace the stainless steel foil completely? Did that work as ads, uh, work out as advertised, or are you back to using foil? Um, do you know any maker that is using anti-scale compound for heat treatment, tre- treating their stainless? Thank you very much for an awesome show. Ah, yeah, I'm back to foil, unfortunately. It just didn't work out for me. So, um, yeah, I tried. Um, I found that it, was, it wasn't it was crumbling off, as I've seen in other people's sort of videos, that kind of thing, where once once they've done it, they just put their thumb over it and it crumbles off. I found that it wasn't, and it was getting really hard, so I'd, I'd need to go to the grinder to take it off. Oh, and I find if you grind it, you might as well just use foil anyway. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a lot of fuss for me, um, waiting for it to dry. Um, and some people said use multiple coats, and if you're doing that, you're waiting for a lot to dry, then do them again. It was, oh, it, it was just spoiler. a hell of a fuss. And I know some people love it, but I just, I just, it didn't work with my sort of workflow. Mm. Use, you know, doing lots of blades at once. Um, but yeah, and I found I was going to the grinder, so it's sort of any good that it would have done, it was just sort of ruled out for me. So I, I no longer use it. I've used it twice, I think. Couldn't get it to work as I wanted, so yeah, I'm not using. it, I'm afraid. I just bought a huge roll of foil. I love that stuff. Hmm. I love it. And I don't cut myself on it anymore. Ah, yeah, you use, yeah, you said you've got the... Razor blade. Uh, Razor blade and a yeah. straight edge. Yeah, nice. Do you use it at all, uh, Morocco, for any sort of heat treat? Or is it, is it... I sometimes use, not for heat treat too often, or actually basically ever, but I, I if I'm doing maybe a, like a high uh, temperature thermal cycle or something like that, then maybe I'll throw something in some foil, uh, or if I'm doing a, an anneal on a on a, a piece of steel that's already in a blade shape, so it's got you know a lot of or not very much material to work from, then uh, then I'll wrap it up in some foil and get it in the kiln. So it, it, when it's spending a lot of time at high temperatures, it's not necessarily uh, you know cooking off a bunch of carbon. Right. But that's about it. Fair enough. That's a good point. Fair enough. Mareko, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, this next one's from Connor McCrillis. It says, question one for Craig. Could you use your laser to burn... <laughs> should, we, should we finish this or you take the call? Okay, we've got another caller. Who are you? Hey, my name's Adam. Adam. I'm from upstate New York. Adam, what, 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 yeah. what are you up to? Uh, I just got my kids off the bus from school and uh, I thought I'd try to give this a try. Cool, cool. So you're, you're a knife maker, I assume? I am uh, fairly a newbie. Only been doing it about three years. Okay, cool. What sort of knives do you make? Knives. Uh, I like more of the EDC <laughs> kind of knives. I'm thinking better. I want to try a folder. I'm kind of a little nervous to do that, and mm. uh, I want to try to like a ship's knife. Nice, nice. There's a lot of intricate parts to the uh, folders and stuff, so I'm a little, a little nervous about that. Plus, I just got a ton of orders, so. Nice. You can't, you can't fault that. You can't fault that. So what's your question? What's what's up? So my question is, when you guys do hidden tangs, how long of a tang do you leave? Is it proportional to the, the distance on the knife? Usually I do my handles about four and a half, five and a half inches. You know, if you do a big chef's knife, that's like maybe eight, like 10, 11 inches. How big do you do your tang? How long? How thick? How wide? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. I I only really go, I don't go, I don't, I don't really, I stay around three inches. Three inches is fine. 
to me. For everything. I mean, you know, as Robin Quiver says, three inches is fine. Yeah. I don't really I don't really fool around too much more than that. I, I don't really see the need. For shaft knives, I mean, I would imagine for, like, you know, knives that you're, you know, slamming into logs and stuff, you probably want a little bit more uh, meat in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Rick? <laughs> I would do a full tank for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, historically, hidden tangs uh, have been done for thousands, thousands of years, honestly, and and they can take a serious beating. Um, but you, like you, like Jeff was saying, you, if, especially if you're doing hard work and you're using the knife hard, you definitely want to. Uh, I keep saying hard. Anyways, you, you want to make sure you got more tang in there, basically. And, mm-hmm. um, I like to go for at least, especially on my chef's knives, I like to go for at least uh, three, three and a half inches, which is, equates to basically like uh, four fifths or or two thirds of the handle. There's tang in the handle. Um, to support okay. that hand where that pressure is going to be coming from. If it's a if it's a hard harder use knife, um, probably want to beef up the size of the tank a, l- a tank the tang a little bit, uh, as well as maybe uh, lengthen it a little bit and get more coverage over the overall handle. All right. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, Hidden tangs I, are great. Guy. See ya. Thanks for calling. I was going to play the playoff. I was going to do the playoff music then, but there's no need. We had a polite, oh, we had a polite okay. caller. That Cheers, was a, That was an excellent caller. Excellent caller. Good question. He was prepared. That was that was perfect. That was perfect. Model. That's the, yes. If model. anybody listening would like to call next week, that's the model. Because Craig is a demon. <laughs> He's gonna get you. <laughs> Craig is a demon. He's gonna get you. Well, I can see the video, so I see the glint in their eye when they want to when they want to pimp something out. I can see it coming, so I got my oh, hand really? over that. Button. <laughs> I got my hand there, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wait, so wait, you want to get into that question again from Connor yeah. Prillis? Uh, let's see. I gotta find it again now. Okay, so what, Craig, would you use your laser to burn away material coated on the blade so you could have a detailed hamon? Does, does that make sense? I thought That's, that was interesting because the, it is, it, you know, when you do, you oh, put like, I got, yeah. if you put like cement or, or hmm. satanite on the, on the, on your, on the, the, um, the spine of the blade, and then you kind of, cut in with the laser maybe you could take away some of that material and have a real interesting hormone oh i see so for shaping the uh, yeah for shaping the 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 clay or whatever you're going to use i I yeah never never even thought of that i mean my main thing when i'm using the laser is to try and keep the heat down as much as possible so if you think of a um Maybe like like a CNC router or something like that. You you know you've got like feed or any sort of mill. You've got a feed speed and you've got like a power of the spindle. Um, and I think of a laser that way. So you can you can you can change the speed in which the laser moves, and you can also change the intensity speed. Um, and what you're always trying to do is get the best mark you can without actually putting too much heat into the blade. Because generally, you laser and things like your logos on that kind of thing at, at the end of every, everything's polished, everything's ready to go. So what you don't want to do is, is put heat in. So, you know, high intensity with a really low speed, you will start to feel the heat in that blade. And it's, it's very localized because it's, you know, it's, it's a, like a pinhead is a tiny little laser. Um, so I've never thought of it that way. M- my thing, as I say, always, is always to t- less less um, heat as possible. Um, 
With mine, you probably couldn't because mine's a fiber laser. So, for example, you could put your hand under mine and you'd be fine. You could put um, wood under there and it really wouldn't burn wood. Um, any sort of natural material, it doesn't seem to. It, it seems to be only for me metallic stuff. Um, but a CO2 laser, um, which aren't as powerful, um, but they will burn your hand. They'll burn anything you put under it, basically. That You could probably do that with, with clay and get a really nice sort of sharp edge um, for, for a hamon. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've never, maybe somebody else has tried it. I've never tried it, but um, it's an interesting one. That's a crazy. I, if you looked at uh, Greg Sims, had just done some, uh, he'd done some hamones with like skulls in them, like really wow. detailed yeah. hamones. Really, really, yeah, that's wild. remind me of the, uh, what is it? Hafnick knives. Hafnick. Um, Jan Hafnick. He also does those kind of skulls. Super cool. It's amazing the control. But I'll tell you something I've done and I think that could work for you, Craig. And part of the issue with hamones is it's not just a thin layer of clay. Uh, like I, I can't imagine that the clay or the laser would be able to eat through anything too too thick, maybe a thirty second of an inch, or like half a mil. But when you're doing a hamon, you need thicker material, clay material than that, mm. you know. And so, but one thing I could see the the laser doing is like if you laid down tape across the face of your blade. And then you lasered out a design and then peeled away, kind of like taking like a sticker or a decal. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah. And then pull away where you don't want the clay to be. And then, or where you do want the clay to be, paint the clay, your layer of clay on and then pull off your masking. That would also probably help leave a nice detailed hormone. Um, and, and it'll give you the beef that you need for actually for the clay to actually do its job because the purpose of the clay is to kind of help insulate the material um, yeah. from cooling fast enough. And if it's only a thin layer, it's not really going to do much. But that's why you need a little bit more of a thicker layer to do that stuff. Makes so sense. if people yeah. use tape, uh, painter's tape as to mask off, and they could do any kind of stencil hmm. and then put yeah. the satanite on and, or whatever and then, then pull the tape off and then they would have more of a... Uh, you know, more more power and design of what what the hormones gonna look like. For sure. Oh, there you go. Nice. He also had a hot take, which was uh, beer is just bread in a can. That's so. bullshit. <laughs> there you go. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's a good answer too. Hi, who's this? <laughs> who's on the line? We've got a caller. Hey, I'm Brian Cohn of Econ Nine. Hey, Brian. How are you? Hey, what's up, Brian? I'm good. What can we help What's you with? What's up with you guys? We're good. Mm -hmm. We're good. Um, we're trying to feel cold at the moment, and it's 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 gone a bit bonkers. Re re recording a podcast, oh, yeah? Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so, um, are you guys doing hot takes, or what are you? What are you guys? Whatever doing? you want. Um, Anything you so want. So, a hot take that I have is the Arnie guy. I kind of like him. He's awesome to me. But I think that the rest of the um, all of the jingles need to be replaced by Brian Houseworth. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're not wrong, Brian. You listening? <laughs> yes, I'm sir. surprised Brian hasn't called in yet. I know. Yeah, thing. yeah, Brian. If you're listening, <laughs> this is yeah. We need to get it done. So anyway, thank you, um, Brian number two. Thank you very much. And with that, this is a good opportunity for. How about the abrasives make the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers? <laughs> Available in any size and at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with the promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now!
Arnie's a bit. People are a big fan of Arnie, apparently. Well, not obviously not. <laughs> I think I think sputtering Arnie might be getting the old speaking again. He might get the hook. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> Where were we? Bread. It, sorry, beer is just He's, bread in a can. I'm I'm happy with that. Any anything fermented, I'm going to eat. And um, <laughs> yeah, you're not walking around all tipsy and stuff after the football game, though, on bread. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, that's my like food wise. It's my biggest vice: bread. Because here is the bread is just incredible. There's so many different types, and sure, I love it. It's yeah, it's the best. I haven't had beer in a month, really. At least, oh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm off carbonation for a while. It's all I that feel fizz, so that fizzy water better. you've been drinking, dude. I feel so much. I can't express to you how much better I feel by cutting out carbonated beverages. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. But you were drinking a lot, though, weren't you? You were drinking a lot at night, you said, a lot of fizzy yeah, water. I had a love seltzer water, but it's like I'm not drinking any, and I don't feel bloated at all. I feel like I feel like super light on my feet. It's crazy. Nice. I've been drinking a lot of, uh, what is it, Guinness Extra Stout uh, this last week. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's because St. Patrick's Day. St. Yeah. Patrick's Day this past week. I hate most Guinness, but I love the Extra Stout. Nice. Nice. Yeah, when was it? St. Patrick's Day, I think it was last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Okay, Lucas Williams um, has has written into us. Hey man, I have a question. What type of steel is the best for making a chef's knife? Would ATCRV two work, or would you use something different? Thanks for making the great podcast. I really enjoy listening. Um, and just as an aside, Lucas is one of our younger listeners, so we need to be quite careful how we answer this one. Um, ATCRV two for chef knives. Um, I've never used it. What about you guys? Have you used it? I have not used it myself personally, but I've heard nothing but awesome things about it, actually. Uh, I heard it forges really nicely, heat treats really easily, gets and holds because of the, uh, you know, the vanadium and chrome content. Uh, developing chrome, or carbides, it helps hold a really nice and take a nice keen edge. Uh, what's great about the vanadium ed- edition, it also helps keep the uh, – crystalline structure small it helps keep the crystal uh, just a second like, just a sec you can slow yeah. down i'm not going to play you off I'm, not- <laughs> I'm worried about the button no he's not he gonna play me off don't worry he's not gonna play you. you're this is actually you are actually giving us knife talk <laughs> so you are safe you're completely safe your answer is a hundred percent safe go ahead That's fine. i didn't feel like i was talking that fast oh dude anyways dude don't worry he, if he gives the you the hook, we gotta change the, if he gives you the hook you're giving a real explanation we gotta change the name of this show that's real fucking knife talk <laughs> but anyways uh Vanadium, when it's in addition to any in most uh, steels, uh, the goal is it pin, helps pin the boundaries so the, the grain doesn't start growing out of control once it reaches around 1,600 degrees or something. So it helps keep it really nice and fine, which lends it also to being a tougher steel as well. Um, so I think ADCRV2 would be – I, I want to play with it uh, myself. I've never used it before, but, I've again, I've heard nothing but great things. I just got some after watching the uh, Forge series from Jason Knight. He he was using ADCRV2, and I got some just to once I get if I can ever get to it, I want to get to it. But one thing he said, which was really really important, is find one steel and just use that one steel and really get to know it. I really I've always been that way in terms of carbon steel and stainless steel. I just like 
I don't feel the need to have to use, you know, learn every single one at, at a certain point I will, I'll grow slowly, slowly in terms of that stuff. But that is a very great point that he makes is don't, you don't have to know every single steel, find one that you use, use it all the time, use what figure out what you like about it, what you don't like about it, really, really focus on the heat treatment. And then, and then I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, for a chef's knife, I mean, you're not like, you know, cutting walrus tusks and stuff like that. So, mm. Yeah. Okay, Aiden on Instagram says, hey, guys, I have a question. How do you fasten the tang at the end of the handle on a hidden tang knife? I've tried welding a nut to a piece of metal and then thread the nut of the tang, but I really struggle with keeping everything straight. So he's talking about a, a hidden tang, but that goes right through to the back and you've got like a... Not not a bolster, but like an end cap, I suppose that you want to you want to attach. That's all you sure. go. Tang nuts. Um, yeah, so you can uh, thread the end of the tang, and it kind of pops out the back of the handle, and then you can. I, I've what I've done in the past is use Corby bolts or like the I guess the the nut side of the pair uh, to cinch it down. Uh, when I'm all done gluing it up, and then you just cut it off like you normally would and grind it down clean. Um, but you don't necessarily need that. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, hidden tangs is one of the oldest handle constructions. And, um, you know, just a properly glued and fit tang, well, it's not really going to go anywhere. Something you can do on the tang is cut in little notches um, that kind of make the tang irregular. So it's if you're worried about the blades sliding out of the out of the slot, like one, how the hell are you using that? <laughs> and what what were you using in the first place to fix it? But if you're using any of the epoxies, um, kind of modern epoxies and glues, you shouldn't really have a, a, any concerns about the blade flying out of the out of the handle. If it's a really big blade, maybe you use a mechanical faster. Like you drill a hole uh, through the handle block and into and through the tang, and that will help pin it in place and keep it mechanically fastened into the handle. Um, but you know, you, as little as just knocking in little notches on the tang before the final glue up will do uh, really help with any concerns of it uh, kind of sliding out. One of the things I like to do actually is I'll take a little cutoff wheel like like you would use on a Dremel and cut backwards kind of notches so it's almost like uh, like little barbs um, in the opposite direction of like the direction that the, the handle or the blade might slide out of the handle. So it's almost like creating a Chinese finger trap in a way. Um, so Makes that's my sense. take. Cool. Well, I've got nothing. Nothing. Perfect. This is all real right. knife talk. We're not, we haven't even talked about penises <laughs> at all. God. Uh, we got this next one from Leonard Peterman. He says, hey, man, can I ask you a question? I'm starting to get more and more interested in file work on the spine of the blade. Do you guys know any good resources for learning this skill? Any books, tutorials, or other makers that supply good content on this topic? What do you guys think? Mm. Everything. A lot of it's just measuring. Sorry, you know, I'm sorry for interrupting. I mean, I learned from Matt Paul, and it, it's more about measuring and then also using different files. Like, there's a lot of dimensionality in terms of the thickness of the steel, plus, the thickness, the width of the steel, plus, you know, how long you want to go, plus the distance between all the different rings and things. You got to play. But the measuring, like what I always do in the beginning is I put some uh, blue 
die down and then I'll measure out and I'll measure out uh, my lines and then I'll do alternating semicircles and then I'll do the thorns in the middle of them um, at a certain angle. I like to play around with different sizes, what works best with different sizes and stuff, but it's all about the distance. And I know that Kyle Daly will be at Blade Show and he's going to do a whole symposium on doing fireworks. So ah. get a hold of him. I mean, get a hold of him, you know, but at the same time, I think that there probably are a lot of, I'm sure, I'm sure that I know, I know that I've found online, um, images of firework, but you just have to break it down in terms of your, the, like the, how big your file is versus the distance between your lines and the thickness of your steel. Yeah. Yeah. My firework is very, very simple. Um, and it's on basically virtually every knife that goes out. So, um, apart from table knives, um, so it it is literally just half circles. Um, and the way I do that, you know, with a bit of speed, because I generally work through sort of bigger batches, um, is I use like a Dremel with it with a carbide tool in it. Um, and I've got a little jig here, so it just rests at the same angle each time. So you're lowering it as if it's like a like a chop saw. You're lowering it down, and I get the same angle each time. So it's, so it's, you know I can repeat it each time. Um, but yeah, like Jeff, first of all, I'll stick some blue dye on, um, and I'd and I'd scratch in, you know, equal measurements so I know where to go. But then, yeah, I just use a Dremel with a with a carbide tool just to just. But mine are very very simple. They're just literally half circles. One major tip is start off if you're doing like semicircles, start off with a nick from like a triangular file. Yeah. Otherwise, that fucking round bastard is going to go flying around it's going to roll all over that thing it's really hard to be very specific unless you give it a channel to go into yeah or, like, or don't go too... I, like i said i use a jig to yeah for mine to stop but with, well, when i when i wasn't using the jig you're right because you've got that rotary action it's going to want to skate off yeah yeah i don't use the 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 dremel only because i've gotten to the point where i feel like i have a little bit more control with the with hand files, hmm. if I've I've done file work on very thin sixteenth, um, and I've actually used the cutoff wheel on a Dremel to get the kind of veins the veins in there, but they sometimes they get a little bit too thin for me. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Cool. When it comes to uh, makers, the, I, I've never really done file work myself, but I really admire it. And I find uh, there are a lot of folder makers, especially kind of the older school folder Huge. makers like Shane mm. Shane Taylor, Rick Dunkerley, De, uh, Delana. Uh, I might be screwing that up, uh, but who uh, Holly Loftus interviewed as part of the the Women's International Day takeover, who do really awesome uh, file work. And uh, Delana actually has kind of a little mini tutorial on her Instagram feed that's not that deep. It's only like maybe twelve posts back. Um, and also, I think I've seen, I can't remember, I think it might be Nick Rossi I've seen who does kind of more freeform file, spine filing, that I really like actually a lot. Um, it's not super regimented. It's got this really kind of natural flow to it. I really, I think it's pretty cool. Other than that, yeah, just I think measuring like these guys are talking about and, and practice, you know, practice makes proficient. Speaking of the New England School of Metalwork, they are really really great and um they're still teaching classes blacksmithing and bladesmithing is back they have new teachers and they're going to be doing a lot more in-person classes they're very covid orthodox 
Uh, and they, I just, we just want you all to know that they're out there. They're doing great stuff for sure. All the questions you send us, they have all the answers. So if you go to New England School of Metalwork.com, uh, check in their check in their classes, see what they got. They got besides blacksmithing and bladesmithing, they have welding classes and other things. They're ABS. Uh, they'll if you want to go ABS, you can go there and they'll get you everything you need to do to, to be proficient enough for passing uh, the, the the tests. Get yourself really proficient. Go to the New England School of Metalwork and. You know, for sure, support them. They they're one of the they're one of the high they're one of the gold standards in uh, metalworking schools, but they're the gold standard in uh, bladesmithing and knife making in the United States. So go check out NewEnglandSchoolMetalwork.com. Support them. Support them. Support them. Support them. There we go. There we go. Right. The next one is from I think it's Bad Bad Omen Knives. Um, yeah. KDP, a couple of questions that I haven't heard brought up before. These kind of questions we like. For those that add a Spanish notch or sharpening choil, do you do it before or after your primary bevels? That's the first question. And the second was, when using a jimping file, do you have any tips to get good results wider than a single pass of the file? Um, so let's start with this, the Spanish notch or the sharpening choil. Um, I know, Jeff, you do these on your sort of hunter-style knives. Um, I do them on everything. On everything. Do you do them before or after your primary bevels? I do them before heat treatment. Right. Because I, I for me, the Spanish notch is more along, is, is an easier way to, I dislike with intensity when you can't sharpen all the way to the end. Like if there's not a Spanish not if there's not a sharpening choil, you just kind of run into the into the plunge line, and I I try I once tried to use a, a grinding wheel, and I started banging into that banging into that thing. I hated it. So, the sharpening choil is nice, and what I do is I do especially for um, before heat treatment, a hundred percent, and I use it for stock removal stuff. I'll use a, a small file, and then I'll uh, like we were talking about with file work. I hit it with I'll nick it with a, a triangular file, and then. I'll use the round file to kind of run it in, and it definitely helps. And then you can always, you know, tune it up if you've gone too far on your blade. But I think it's a lot easier on everybody if it, you do it after, uh, before, before heat treatment. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And in, in regards to jimping, slow passes. I have a jimping file. They're awesome. But you got to do slow passes and then keep going. And one trick that I figured out was after you start in, put it up to 45 degrees on the, the corner of the corners of the blade where you're putting in the jimping. And that'll actually take out a little bit more material on the sides which will help you kind of get clean and mm. once it skates clean then it's good if you go too full blast what happens is, is it jumps and then you have to like you have to start all over you know like hit it on the grinder just to make it nice yeah. yeah i would i've actually stopped using the jimping file because i mean what is this gi joe kung fu grip i mean what, <laughs> what are we doing here do we really need i mean my shit i don't expect my shit to be like you know how uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone trying to jam it into a rock to save his life from cliffhanger. Yeah, something. I used one for a couple of <laughs> knives, um, and then I used one on a, on a hardened steel blade on the spine, and then I fucked it, and it no longer will work for anything. Um, and they're pretty expensive as well. I think I paid like like I don't know about seventy quid for this because you just couldn't yeah. find them in it. I had, to, I had to get sort of imported in. Oh wow, pretty expensive. Yeah, I did a few knives. Of it. With it, but and then a, stupidly used on a hardened blade, thinking, oh, I'd be fine." A uh, thousand times better than using just a single file. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you do get that factory-looking jimping, which yeah. is great. So he's saying, I, "I understand what you're saying." So he wants to make it wider than the actual um, blade of the jimping file. So what I what I've done in the past is you, you just move it down, put it back into the same grooves, and carry on just to extend it. Oh um, yes, um, yeah. Is there any any way to get good results for that? But you, you exactly you just but you have to stat if you all right so you you got let's get let's say you got ten grooves but you want to make it fifteen hmm. you start doing the you go all the way to the end and then you kind of hop it over yeah. and then so you have two of the sets of teeth riding in the jimping and then you can start going uh, to do the rest but you got to be real careful you really want to set that jimping uh, far otherwise it'll start to kind of cut in and then you'll get that fucked up look yeah. We got other things besides phone calls, and we have uh, whatever you guys want. We have a, a ton of hot takes. Let, and we also have a lot of, uh, you know, what you do. Let's do Hot takes. Knife Talk hot takes. So hot takes are, if you this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, it's a piece of deliberately produ- provocative commentary that's based Almost entirely on shallow moralizing, usually written on tight deadlines with uh, little research or reporting and even less thought. 
So it's basically loud fact-free declarations. And here's here's a here's a uh, I thought I had my own personal uh, one, but I don't remember it. But it should be a, in a statement. So here's an example of a hot take with incorrect phrasing. Hot take. What is it with beautiful knives with plastic-looking handles? Sorry, Jeff. That's not a hot take. Yeah, it's a that's like a Seinfeld episode. You know, what, the way you would do it. You know, What's up with these people? If you were to do that, you were you you would. If a correct way to say that would be, um, plastic, plastic on knives looks dumb. That would be a hot take. You know, you, it's got to be a definitive statement. You're not asking a question. Yeah. So, JPH says, hot take. This BS. Last week, somebody said that uh, a hot take was T-shirts. T-shirt pockets are no are stupid. <laughs> pockets on T-shirts are stupid. <laughs> that got a lot of people talking. So, JPH says, hot takes. T-shirt pockets are the pinnacle of textile engineering. They're the perfect <laughs> size for a beverage and the perfect location to use with a bendy straw. <laughs> I like that. I'll have to then, try that move. And then forged and feathers, forged and feathers forge. I think I might have wrote that wrong, but I think it's forge and feather forge. I think it's forge and feather. All right. Uh, he said, not that you ask, but there's nothing handier on a T-shirt than pockets. No. I, I, that I, real- no, no. These people have got men tits. That's why they're wearing pockets on the T-shirts, to, to hide their men tits. I'm Dude, telling you, that's what it is. People really, re- of all the things we say, People really reacted to uh, the pockets on T-shirts. That was really good. Okay, so Paul Emile Francois says, hot take, there's no such thing as moldy cheese because it's already moldy milk. The moldier, the better. Well, this is this is a this is a hard hot take right here. Uh, John Lalo says, hey, peeps, I got a hot take for you. Um, if you've never worked in the food industry, you shouldn't be making kitchen knives. That's hot a, take. That's, that's a... a... That's a tough one, man. I'm not <laughs> sure I agree with that one, mate. Yeah. A lot of people are like, wait a second. I worked at McDonald's. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Twisted Oak 22 says, here's a hot take. When people call water heaters hot water heaters, you fuckers, if the water is hot, it doesn't need heating. So he doesn't like terminology. Uh, John Robert Kraft says, here's a hot take. New York New Yorkers are the most provincial people on earth. I mean, fine. I know what he means by that? I don't know what provincial means. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's just like you know, from a Texan, I understand. Fine, I'm with you. Uh, Drek Metal says, "Hot take." No, ugh, this is a fucking shot at me too. Another shot at me. Drek Metal says, "Hot take." No two words sound cooler alone, but weaker as fuck together as electric chainsaw. <laughs> I had an electric. <laughs> Listen, quite true. Quite true. I had an electric chainsaw that Craig wanted to beat my brains in months ago about. Uh, I didn't buy an electric uh, a gas one because I I just didn't want to. De- I don't do a lot of chainsawing, and I had this one project, and I saw it was only fifty bucks. I was like, fine, get it, and I fucked it up. There's a lot of things in life that sound cooler alone than together, but that's just the way it is. Uh, like did you buy the, the whole orange helmet and the earmuffs and the like the, the special chaps for chainsaws as well? Come away with your weedy little electric chainsaw, too. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot of words that sound <laughs> cooler um, together than by themselves, like douchebag. But other than that, I mean, I'm not calling you douchebag. 
uh, Drek, I was just thinking about two words that sound good together. But I'm with you. I'm just kidding. You're not. I'm just. That was just a joke. I. I you're right. 100. Uh, percent Luke Bright says TikTok leggings. My wife loves them. Refers to them as ruffle butt leggings, and they do truly accentuate that ass. So. Nice. Uh, Stillwater Phantom says, here's a white hot take. If you drive a goddamn Prius and block a diesel pump, there's a special place in hell for, in hell for you. There's plenty of gas pumps and only few diesel pumps. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Baltic Blade says, hot take. Most customers don't know what they actually want, and the ones that do are worse than the ones that don't. That mm. is an excellently worded hot take, Baltic Blades. I give you an yes. A-plus for that one. Straight to the point. Okay, Blaze, Blazed Blade says, here's a hot take. Having a beard, long hair, and an anvil doesn't make you a Viking. Go, tr- <laughs> <laughs> Go try pillaging a town in some with some farming tools and see how that works for you. Um. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Uh, Griff says, here's a hot take. There are no stock removal classes. YouTube for the win. New England School of Whittling Steel coming soon. Yeah, you could probably. I'm sure that there are a lot of stock removal classes out there, but fine, Griff. I'm with you. Chad Kim- workshops. I'm sure they call Chad- them workshops instead. Chad Kimmel says, "Here's a hot take. Most people don't know what color a yield sign is, and it really shows." <laughs> so, I, at this point in time, I couldn't tell you what a yield sign color is either. I don't know uh, what a yield sign is. Well, that's what is you're that? not. It's not. A, it's you're supposed to come. Not come. To, you don't have to come to a complete stop, but you have to like. You know, you come, you kind of slow down and look, and if no one's there, you can kind of go. Right, a giveaway, giveaway, we'd call that. Right, okay. giveaway. Okay. Uh, Andrew Pelsier says, "Hot take: Anvils should have two horns. London pattern anvils are good for Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner." Um, Joel Dube says, "Here's a hot take: When you're listening to Knife Talk podcast, hot takes and full and grinding full speed, then the." Ad and the podcast comes up at ten times the volume and makes you jump. That's not good. Uh, Brigham Kindle says, "Here's a hot take: uh, Mosaic Damascus is Legos for real men." <laughs> Leg- uh, Lego, tell him Lego for real uh, men. Lego, Lego. Uh, CJ Miller says, "Here's a hot take: Heat treat ovens are overrated. You can get the same performance from a propane torch and your eyeballs." Ooh, that is oh. an aggressive hot take. Oh, yeah, aggressive wow. hot take. My <laughs> boy don't make. My boy ain't working on stainless. That's what that boy ain't working on. Shall uh, we do some beef? We've got like a couple of beefs here as well. In there. I have um, two more hot takes. The last one I really need to have in. I don't really need to have in. But two last hot takes, then we're done. Okay. Uh, ha- uh, this one comes from Kyle Heath. Hot take: Half serrated folding knives are the gold standard for outdoor tools. And rounding out mm. the last uh, hot take is Jonathan Kuhn, who says if you call your pet your fur child or fur baby or call yourself it's mommy or daddy you might have some serious mental issues and should probably seek professional help i agree with that hot take i completely agree i went we took our dog we took our dog to the vet and the vet talked to the dog and asked you know oh let let mommy and daddy hold you i'm like i am not this dog's parent <laughs> Let's just. I am not. This did. This did not come out of my wife. This is not. Oh, this is please. not my parent. <laughs> we're not parents. We are. We're there. Our friends. We'll just keep it there. Friends. I don't like that okay. mommy and daddy shit. Yeah. <sighs> beefs. Beef. We've had a few beefs from listeners. We haven't had beefs for a while, actually. Um, 
first one is from um, Right Edge Work. Um, I've got a beef. Beef. Um, people who ask for a price in a particular knife, you give them a price, then they never reply. Uh, no, that's too expensive. Oh, no, that's too cheap. They just don't reply. Um, hell, I'd be good with a, with a good fuck no. Um, at least reply back uh, to the quote with something, he says. Yeah, that's the worst. Just being completely ghosted. And it's like, well, at least tell me no if you don't want it. Yeah, I get it that. is. It is annoying going back and forth. One thing I do get a lot is is back and forth, back and forth, and then we're not responding fast enough. And then once we respond Ugh. fast enough, then they ghost you. And yeah. It's like getting chastised for how quick you're not giving me the information I need right now. That's annoying. Mm. Uh, Mareko, do you want to take the next beef from Will Onus? Oh, I'm not sure where are they down at the bottom of the thing? No, it's right. It's no, it's uh, Jeff. Do you want to do it? <laughs> uh, sure. This one comes yeah. from Will Onus. Hey, fellas, I love your podcast. I've been listening to a few, uh, listening for about a year now. I have a beef with how people speak. I hate it when people. I hate it when Jeff says, "The thing is, a thing <laughs> is isn't a thing." So you don't have to say is after, uh, after, again, afterwards. It's just the thing is, that's it. I'm done. Keep up the great work. I didn't realize Will Will was an English teacher. I mean, you know, look, the thing is, (laughs) I might not stop just because you don't like it. And the thing is, we're the number one knife-related podcast on this German-infested planet. And the, yeah, thing is, if you, and the thing is, if you want to keep listening, you got to put up with this horse shit there, Will. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. I know that, honestly, I know that I have verbal crutches. I lean on them hard. And I completely, I know that. I'm not oblivious. Trust me. I'm not my worst critic. I'm aware. But, you know, what can you do? I mean, I think I'm trying to be unguarded. Is... Try to be unguarded. The thing is, you know what the fuck he's saying, so shut the fuck up. You're not an English I mean, teacher. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm trying to be unguarded, and it's fine. I understand. And then somebody go. else said something. What was, the, what was our rowing instructor said? We had, the, we had the English teacher. We had the rowing instructor from a row talk. He said something about me, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we do want this to become a bit where the people just attack us. Are nobody calling anymore? Are we done with the phone calls? Um, I think so. I think so. Maybe. Um, yeah. Should we? Should, we, should I? Uh, all right. Keep talking. I'll, I'll see if I can get us some phone calls. I okay, threw well, up a thing on on the stories <laughs> while one of you guys was talking earlier. Oh, cool, cool. Morocco, why don't you tell us about your grinder? Um, Jeff is. I don't know what Jeff. Maybe going for a piss. I'm not cool. What no, I'm doing. right here. I'm, I'm gonna go and grab a beer, and Morocco <laughs> can tell us all about his lovely grinder. Craig's Beer is sponsored by Broadback. No, I'm just joking. Uh, so I got a Broadback grinder. So does Jeff and so many other talented makers that we know. Uh, I love this thing. It's a beast of a machine, and it's like a transformer. Actually, honestly, it's like a tra- for me, it's like a transformer because of all the different attachment arms and all the different functions it offers uh, just in one machine. And I think that's one of the, the smartest things that they've done um, in creating these things. Uh, these grinders and you know you can lay them down sideways you can uh, change out to all different kind of tool arms I have actually my own tool arms that I made that I use in this grinder and I really uh, really appreciate that they have that flexibility built into these machines and uh, when you go and you get one you can uh, type in knife talk 10 you'll save 10% and that's on everything including the shipping 
shipping's built into the cost of the machine. So there's no buying the grinder and then all of a sudden there's a couple extra hundred dollars on top of that. It's all built into the thing. They they package everything flat rate to kind of try to keep the, those costs down for uh, for knife makers because, you know, we're all in this struggle together. They're knife makers making grinders for, for knife makers. Go check out Broadback Ironwork. Type in Knife Talk 10 at checkout and you will save yourself some 10% on your grinder. I think the shipping is only in, the free shipping is only in the U.S. In the but they United have deals. Yes, they have deals in Canada, so you can't right. get it in Canada. And I think it's a pretty—they're very reasonable. Right. Those guys, Ryan and Vince, are very, very good, reasonable guys, and you don't have to ask us questions. You can DM them directly, and they will answer all the questions without hard selling you too. So yeah, they're they're awesome. Uh. Do you want to keep going? Well, why don't we keep going? So the, here's the next question while while our fearless leader is 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 uh, top topping up. Cheers. Uh, oh, he's back. I'm back. <laughs> he's, he's back. Um, this next question comes from uh, Ethan Goss. Uh, all right, I keep seeing these amazing uh, mustard forced patinas, and I've tried to do this a couple times, and it looks like something <laughs> took a shot on my a shit on my knife it looks like something that took a shit on my knife what gives how do you make that beautiful multicolored patina multi-layered 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 yeah. patina hmm. i struggled when i first tried to do this i really struggled um um what i found was um with the mustard you seem to get the patina around the edges of the mustard so if or you put in like thinnest. big yeah yeah so if you want like you know like you know, I was, I was trying to do like stripes and all sorts when I first started, and I was doing like big, thick layers, thinking the more that's on there, the better. But the actual only bit that seemed to be affected was was the edges. So what I the best way I like to do it now is just like stippling the mustard. So I'll cover the whole blade in a really thin layer and just use my finger and almost like stipple it. Huh. Um, and when you let that dry off, or you wipe it off, you know, and however long you want to leave it there for, um, you get this really sort of. Well, like a stippled effect, I suppose. You know, it's a complete yeah. random pattern, but it's, it's it's a sort of uniformity to it as well. Um, but yeah, big blobs never seem to work. You just get almost like circles because it'll just follow the the outside edge of the mustard. I've learned two things from both Jared. Jared Thatcher was the first one to, to tell me about it. And then I spent some time with Tomer over at Florentine Kitchen Knives. And I picked up a few things. One is every mustard is different. So I've actually started using two different styles of mustard because I you end up getting, you know, it's a different acid you know, level. So you can actually get, I like, I learned from uh, Tomer, if you do multiple passes, you get a more of a depth of field. So one thing I do is I'll uh, wash it down with soap and water, and then I took a sponge, and then I actually cut the sponge to be round, and then I took the edges of the sponge off, so it was almost like a, like a, like a dome it was almost like a um like a uh ball peen hammer almost like it was like hmm. a, a ball and then i would i put it on the sponge and then i stipple it with the sponge and then i just take it all off and make it even then i leave it on for 15 minutes wash it off and then do it again exactly the same way I also swap out mustards. Like I went with French's mustard and Grey Poupon. You do get a difference. Like you should mm. definitely try out the different mustards together because you end up getting a little bit more, uh, 
you get lights and darks and you got to do more than one pass one pass looks like looks terrible yeah. and some steels work better than others i know that uh, tomer dips his in ferric chloride at the end i don't think it's necessary for i've gotten better results from crisper and uh crisper results from no ferric but he does make it nice makes it real nice I love it. I, I I think it's I think it looks when you do when it comes out really right. I did one uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah, nice. Shall we carry on with questions, or shall we talk about the, our ultimate ultimate sandpaper, which is from Indasa USA? They make Rhino wet. Um, so you know, even if you're doing you know mustard finishes, you're gonna want a decent finish on your blade before you even get to that. And the best way to do that is with a good sandpaper, and Rhinoet is the king. It's, it's the best one out there. It's just yeah, hands down better than anything else that's available. Um, it'll save you money because it saves you time, and we can also save you money by going to TexasFireSupply.com to buy your Indasa Rhinoet. And the great thing about Texas Fire Supply is once you're there and you throw that into your cart. Have a look around. They've got lots there. They've got a whole section there for, for blade makers. And, um, yeah, have a look at all the stuff they've got. If you use Knife Talk 10, you'll also get 10% off the whole order. So it's worth taking a look. TexasFireSupply.com. Fill up that card with, Inda- with cart with Indasa Rhino Wet and everything else that they've got. You won't regret it. Okay. Let's go back to questions. We've got a lot. We've got so much to get through. There's, like, yeah shitloads ethan goss says all right i keep seeing these amazing french did that one. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's kicking out starting to get you know when your jaw goes a bit slack and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that right yeah michael ward then says hey guys on batch work oh jesus just a second just a second we've got we've got somebody here what's going on hey um who is it who are you speaking to Hey, this is Tim Kingston from Australia. Australia? Nice. Wow. What, what time is it in Australia now? Uh, about 6.20 a.m. Oh, you, you're probably drinking beer by now then in uh, Australia. <laughs> this is on, on a Saturday. This is Tim from Gamaco, isn't it? No, nah, no, nah, that's Tim Ford. I'm Tim Kingsford. My bad. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's like wish. I'm the king version of him. Oh, there you you wish for stuff and then you get the wrong versions. We know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> How can we help you? What's up? I've got a bit of a dilemma if you want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. So I live a little bit out of the city centre of Brisbane, like in Australia. So where we are, we don't have um, town water. It's all rainwater. And uh, so being in Australia, you might know that it, it gets a bit dry here sometimes, so water can be precious. And so that, that brings me to my dilemma. Um, if I've just glued something up and I've got epoxy all over my hands or maybe cockabolo dust, do I, do I save water <laughs> and not wash my hands before I go to the toilet? And risk um, Coca-Cola pecker or epoxy pecker, <laughs> or do I do the right thing and wash my hands beforehand? Uh, depends. Save on water, of... or 
drive mainhood. Here's the question. what time of the year it is, because you... sometimes you may need that extra help with a Coca Cola. Do you have a swarf bucket? <laughs> do you have a swarf Not bucket in your rider? I do. There you go. You you not sit, you can in the throw a little bit of throw a little bit of grit in there and you're in business. Wash your hands in the swarf bucket. <laughs> oh. oh. It's, all, it's got all sorts of steel filings and stuff through it. Yeah. Well. I don't want that. <laughs> you're Australian. You can have a big bucket of beer around somewhere. So dip your hands in the beer and you're done. Well, I mean, if you're epoxy, big of hybrid. water yeah. doesn't do shit for epoxy anyway. Got to get yourself some acetone. Wipe your hands down. Oh, Gojo. Get yourself some. Get yourself some Gojo. You know. What's Gojo? That's like um, it's like a uh, it's like a pumice pump soap. Like get a soap pump with. The, this is the really we're talking about your penis there, Tom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are we serious? Is this really weird? You calling from Australia? We're gonna talk about whether or not you're gonna wash your hands before pump you take a leak. <laughs> you know, Tim. Tim, we we've got a question for you before you go. Your favorite, yeah. your favorite knife-related podcast. There's only two you can choose from, really, isn't there? <laughs> um, I think it's Knife Talk Down Under. Fuck! Okay, <laughs> and that's the playoff music. See you, Tim. Nice one. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> you got us you pretty good. Back on. <laughs> Tim got us pretty good. I love what it. I love is that the podcast is knife making down under and he called it knife talk down under. yeah it is good for you we got we're with you we're with you tim we've gotten a call from uh greece manitoba united states and australia where is manitoba it's canada canada right okay that's the right that's the right answer by the way what's that's the right the right question is where is manitoba no this is, this is canada <laughs> Nice. And Australia, right. Around the world. International, baby. That's it. Right. Okay, let's carry on. Let's, we've, we've got a few more here. Um, Should I take this Bad next one? one? Oh. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Go for okay. it. This one is from Jonathan Bigelow. He says, hey, guys, is it better to make or buy tongs? It annoys me that most tongs... <laughs> I love that it's always when I'm asking a question. Let's hear it. You're on the show. Who are you? What, what are you about? Hey! Hey, uh... Oh, I see oh, beer. Taking a drink. I see beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, uh, got a question for Mareka. Well, who is this? Dave Pratt. Dave From Pratt. Bond Creek Knives. There you go. There we go. There we go. Somewhere ah, in the I south. I see your logo. I see it. I see it. What, what's your question? So, my question is, how much tonnage on your press do you really need yeah that is a good question i have 25 tons on my press but i i don't think i use like maybe a third of it about so you know i see these little 12 uh 12 tonners desktop 12 ton presses from like coal iron and stuff and i honestly think that's plenty (laughs) to make steel um and yeah for the way I work, I because I always talk about massaging the steel. I don't really hog down and smash really hard. I could see if you're uh, trying to like drift holes for hammers and or doing certain blacksmithing kind of forging processes. But for my Damascus making, I'm I massage my steel, and so I'm I'm maybe doing a, at most a quarter inch compression, but usually eighth inch compressions. I'm just barely moving it and getting it drawn out. But uh, yeah, so I think those twelve tons are plenty. 
all right, I'm building a press, and I was worried I'm building a 25-ton. I was afraid okay. that for a large billet, maybe when it gets wide, it's not enough. But it sounds like it is. Right. Well, and once you get the steel stuck together and it's properly welded after the, after the first couple rounds of welding, you should be able to then transition to some drawing dies, if you like, to really move that material and draw it out. Uh, if you're if you're worried about not having enough force for the size of billet, but you know I forged most of my billets are about one and a half inches wide by six inches long uh, by four and a quarter inches. So I'm starting with about twelve twelve pounds or so of steel, uh, but I would easily be able to do a couple inch wide billet, same dimensions otherwise uh, under that press. And so twenty five is pretty solid. All right, quantity. We've got a question for you now. Okay. Go ahead. S grinds. Tell tell us what you think of S grinds in twenty seconds. Go. What an S grinder? Yeah, I cut him off. Oh, that was up hearing about S grinds lately. Fed up about hearing about S grinds. You are a demon. You are a demon. That was a good. Key was a good caller. He had a good question. Reco had a good answer, and then you fucking gave him the hook in a very inappropriate way. I'm not mad about it, but you are a demon. You're a demon. Where were we? Where <laughs> All right, back to Jonathan Bigelow. Okay, so it sounds like he's been using pliers and other funky stuff. He's asking, should he make his own tongs or buy his own tongs? Oh. <laughs> we'll ask this next caller. Hi, who's we'll this? They, they've stopped. They've, uh, they've left the place. Oh, they gave up. <laughs> so what do yeah. you think? Making, I think that making tongs makes you a better – it makes you understand forging steel better. Sure. But um, there's nothing wrong with buying tongs. There's nothing wrong with buying tongs. Um, I bought tongs. I I like to. Ma- I like making tongs. Like I feel like it really does help me in terms of you know kind of like warming up almost, like drawing out rains and doing all that stuff and all that. I like making tongs, but there's for certainly nothing wrong with buying tongs. I when I'm in a pinch, I don't you know if I have to. I need three different sets of tongs. I'll usually order them. Do you I, nice. don't you like making tongs for people and then sending them to other people? I have definitely made tongs, <laughs> and then when I heard someone, when somebody needs tongs, I generally send them. I've got a set. I've got a set yeah. of Jeff Vader made tongs. Yeah, sometimes best tongs. Best tongs I've got. The only tongs you got. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Otherwise, it's like you're like Mr. Vice Grip. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. I think it's that time of the week. It's been pretty hectic. Um, this week, what's the what's the big idea? What's the big plan? Um, where would you like to be this time next week? Let's start with Jeff this week. Well, I have a lot of grinding to do. I'm I'm all caught up on a lot of stuff. I have a couple of handles to finish gr- uh, sanding. Um, I got a big cleaver going out uh, that rehandled. That's going to be really nice. And I, I'm just I'm in a I'm telling you what I'm in a very optimistic mood. We're making plans. We're going to try to figure out how my... Oh, my kid was made captain of the swimming team as a sophomore. And this is like such a big deal because they bypass some of the seniors because my kid is so helpful. And it was really like she's actually... She's in a meet right now. She's in a a virtual uh, swim meet right now. And I'm thrilled for this kid. I'm really happy Mm. for her. And I'm, I'm in... Since I got the, I mean, it's all, it's all, ever since I got the goddamn 
vaccine, I've, I've, I have a new lease on life. I like this uh, rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Shot of positivity. That's what you've had. 100%. Good, Good news for us all. Morocco. I am looking forward to getting this knife shipped out and safely returned from Coop. Um, it's always nerve-wracking sending knives out um, to to be photographed and stuff and, and get them back. And hopefully they're all still in one piece. Uh, I also have a couple more, uh, just more knives. So uh, I'm, I've got one that's coming up that's got Mokome on it. I'm t- i got to figure out how I'm going to make this Mokome work. Um, right now it's only thin enough kind of for a regular spacer with a kind of like the Mokume patterning on the edge and it doesn't really show the Mokume very well. So I'm trying to figure out if I need to nix that and go with something else. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Nice. Well, I've had a week of glue-ups. Um, um, so this week is going to be grinding um, those handles back down. Um, but I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but my, my laser packed up. It blew up, literally blew up. Um, thankfully, we found it was only the power supply, we think. So they've sent me a replacement power supply, which I've got sitting here. So I need to put that into the laser tomorrow, and hopefully that's going to work again because these knives, they're actually two restaurant orders, and I need to get these, their logos on, that kind of thing, so so they can be shipped. So that'll be a big you know, weight off my shoulders. If this laser works, these knives are finished, and they're shipped out. I'm in a good place. So, yeah, that's that's this week. So thank you all for listening. Um, thank you to our callers. We apologize if uh, one if you couldn't get second, through. Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, I I see the messages. <laughs> I see the messages from some of the people, and Bond Creek Forge, who just was on, just wrote, "Hey, you gave me the axe." <laughs> ah, Bond Street, you rule. You guys are awesome. It's so uh, funny. Yeah, we yeah. It's all a joke. It's all a joke. If we are rude to you, we're very sorry. It's just part of the show, part of the show. But thank you all very much, for anybody who participated. If you'd like to participate next week, um, we'll put it up on our stories. And basically, we'll have a countdown. And then you just go into um, Instagram. It's if you're going to DM us, but you'll see a little icon there for camera, which means you call us. Um, and if you call, you could get on the show. We could have some fun. But if you do, have a question or, or a joke or, or something. Um, don't try and sell your shit. <laughs> Please, <laughs> we got enough sponsors. Yeah, did we it's, get it's all? Did we run. hit all the sponsors? We I think so we many. did. Oh, God I think damn. we did. What about the? What about the? What about the vices? Is that for next uh, week? That, that's next week. Okay. That's next, okay. we, we, yeah. So yeah. So if you're listening, actually, we've we, the three of us have been sent these really cool um, clamps. So we're gonna we're gonna be trying them out this week, and uh, we'll review back next week. As good as that. Right. Thank you all for listening. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. That was Oof. fucking cool, dude. Oof. For a it first fun, try, geez. for a first try, that was really cool. I was and- surprised we had so... At one point, whilst people were on a call, we had, like, 
multiple people trying to because Instagram now allows like like four people on a call now I think right so we're having other people trying to get into the call whilst we're on a call it was yeah that was crazy mm-hmm. crazy maybe if we do it next time we should give the countdown like so it's like twenty minutes after we start. Or like yes. half an hour after we start. I think that would probably because everybody tried on the hour basically. But it's yeah. but you know what? That was the first time doing it. I mean, it was good fun. That it was, was good fun. Awesome. <laughs> Technically, it's a bit of an issue because um, <laughs> the way Instagram works, uh, it wants to connect you via your phone. It doesn't do. Do you know like if you get a phone call on it, hands free, it goes yeah. straight to your hands free. But with Instagram, you need to then pick your audio source. So that's why it was that delay of a second when I first pick up. Um, but yeah, that also. Dude, we got we get calls from Europe, America, Canada, and Australia. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's mad. Absolutely. That mad. was you figured that out. That was amazing. Do you know what we need to do? We need to do a. We need to call somebody up maybe next week. Just just think of somebody and we'll call them up and see if we just spook them out and just get them live. Yeah. That'd be quite cool. <laughs> I think we need to like. Also for the listeners, it's just like you pick up the phone. Hi, who's this? And then, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, i got to figure out how to get them going. Right. Yeah. yeah, be ready to rock yeah. and roll. No, I agree. I agree. Um, also, maybe a time frame, because it seemed like, like you said, like we were still answering, like, the written-in questions, but nobody was calling until the last little bit. Did you post yeah. up another I mean, thing on Instagram, Jeff? I did. post. I posted another thing up on Instagram. Nice. Um, that's why we got those last two calls. But... Yeah, we just need to time it all out and just be and, and look. This is the first time we've ever taken phone calls. Yeah. We had like how five or six phone calls. Yeah, at least yeah. Well, that's, we could have had we could have had thirty. I'm sure. That's amazing. That's amazing, and they sounded good. Yeah, no, it was good. I was pleased with that. Yeah, very good, very good. That was fun. <sighs> I can relax a bit now. Yeah, <laughs> what kind you of beer are you sipping on? Um, that IPA that I made. So I've oh, still nice. got I've still got quite a bit to go. Yeah. Um, but in in uh, beer news, um, we started making the bar today in the pub, which is quite cool. Oh, nice! How'd it go? So, at any one point, we're going to have four different beers on tap, which is which is really cool. <laughs> Are you going to get Very like a excited. dartboard in there, or like a a tomahawk no. range? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite that big. So there's there's the bar, then you then there's the room next to it, which is going to be like a lounge, um, and there's a big sort of um, like a booth. We've, we're making um, and there'll just be like a TV there for the sports games and, and you know big table for your beers and so on so, nice. that yeah, sounds it's like cool. it's going to be so much fun yes it is it is and it's, it's crazy that it's going to be finished like within two weeks and we haven't really started on the house yet <laughs> so when do you think you'll be moving in? priorities <laughs> we're hoping we're hoping by the end of the summer um, there's there's loads to be done but the, but the issue we've got is getting tradesmen over here it's mm. <sighs> I yeah, the French have a different attitude towards work, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of shrugging going on, and a lot of uh, maybe in six months, maybe, and it's like, oh, oh wow, yeah, it's hard to get people committed, put it that way. Yeah, <sighs> but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hmm. That's fun. That's good. So yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I said maybe next week we'll um, give a time twenty minutes later. <clears throat> we can prime people a bit, so it's a case of you know. Uh, come with a question or a joke or, or with something. Or say, yes, say to, something. Yeah, I just want to say hi, you know, which is <laughs> fine. Um, but, you know, if we have a few of them, it, it you know, where do we go with well, that? Well, we didn't, yeah, because we didn't really prep anybody. They just started calling. Yeah. And just like, I did, you know, Tim Kingsford, God bless him. I mean, he at least he was thinking on his feet. 
You yeah. know, he's like, he drew that dilemma out. That was really yeah. like a real drawn <laughs> yeah. out dilemma. <laughs> but it's funny because I see the video you see. So I've got my phone on a, on a like a, a stand here. So when they come through, I see their video and they can only see me. They can't see you guys. So when you're speaking, I'm just sitting here drinking a beer and they're chatting away. It's really, really weird. Really weird. I'm amazed how good it sounded of them coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pleased with that. It's good. Yeah. If I could stop that initial, when I, when I change the settings each time we get a new call, if it saved the settings, that would be great. So maybe there's a way I'll look into that. But um, yeah. Dude, you sure. did a great job. You figured that That's out. Cool. I can't believe cool. you figured that out. Now all the other podcasts are going to start to do the same thing. Oh, of course, of course they are. Of course, yeah, <laughs> they all they're going to do it. We got yeah. we're finally having live callers. That is such a breakthrough for us. It feels more radio now. Yeah. You know, as opposed to us having our our bits each week where you know we we do our questions, mm. then we'll do beefs or whatever we do. It feels a bit more sporadic now, and it's a bit more oh, what's going to happen next kind of thing, which was quite nice. We could yeah. pose a question every week that mm. we have the listeners are they'll be prepared for too. Like we could ask them to have them have have a question, like put up on you know in the in the in the stories like. You know, yeah. anything. And so then they have, like, a, a point of view. Like, what's your favorite? Today we're talking about what's your favorite, this, or or what do you think about this? And then they'll at least we'll be on a degree of topic, you know? Yeah, Something there's to a bit of thought gone on to it then. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Look at that. Unbelievable. I'm sh- I'm, I, can- I, I honestly was just like, oh, we're going to close. We're going to stop. We're going to stop now. I was hoping we're going to take more calls. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we're getting into it. Oh, I just thought this fucking edit is going to be a nightmare. Why? Oh. Uh, because no 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 it's not because i'm gonna take it all from the board aren't i yeah we'll forget right. what we recorded online yeah you're right yeah i don't know why that happened record why it wasn't recording yours that was mm. weird it's always me weird. sorry yeah well it's good that <laughs> I, you see i mean i think i mean i changed the where my computer is so i always i see it now. i see everything now so yeah but i don't have multiple buttons i have one button to record and it generally records everybody's it's never happened before where one of the tracks wasn't being recorded, but we spotted it, which is good. So we know we've got the backup. Because he's also has he's got I ch- his service is good. I mean, his Wi-Fi is very good. Yeah, and yeah. I'm amazed I mean, at how good we sound. P.S. It sounded great today, actually. Yeah, sounded really good. Really good. We'll get used to the. I mean, look, this is for the first time taking callers. It's going to be a little bit awkward, but I mean, hmm. considering that's the first time we've ever done it, that was really fun. I think we need to find, think of somebody and call them every week. And they probably won't answer, but we keep calling every single week. <laughs> <laughs> and either it'll either piss them off, you'll either piss them off, or eventually they'll answer. And they'll be, that'll be hey, great. Hey, man, what's Holy up? Shit, that's hey, funny. man, it's us. It's us. What's going yeah. on? What are you doing? It's us. That could be funny. Life talk. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be after the, the elusive Nick Wheeler. It's going to have to be. <laughs> that might be the only way we get him on this show. Maybe we just bug him every week live. Should we you just forget I did an interview with him, right? I know, of no, course. No, but no, I mean, no, no. Live. with all of us. I got you. I got yeah. You. yeah. But what if we called him every week? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he wouldn't like that? Nick Wheeler's segment. Do you think he wouldn't what, like what, that? What, where is he? What would the time be over there? We're not Sa- like waking time somebody up. Okay, so midday. Okay, that would be cool. That would be cool. I think we should do it. We should start next week. Do the, the weekly Nick Wheeler Hey, call. what's going on, Nick? You all right? Everything good? You good? If we get, if we get his voicemail, we'll leave a nice message then. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. He's never going to call. 
So you're never going to answer. So that'll be even funnier, I think. Um, <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That'd be yeah, something. Okay. If we, maybe this. Maybe this time. Maybe this is time he picks up. Yeah. Really and funny. if he does, we move on to somebody else then. Oh, he's shit, just going to hang on I like it. I like you it. are a demon. I fucking love how much of a demon you've turned into. Oh, it's late at night, see. I've had a long day and I'm, you know. But this I'm is just fun. tired and irritable. This is fun. So much fun. That was good. Anyway, I'm going to love you and leave you both. And um, yeah, I'll just speak to you very soon. All right, guys. Okay. Thanks. Have a great week. Uh, yeah, good Yeah, chat. you too. Bye-bye. 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 This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 